I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Welcome back to News Du Jour. If you're new here, I wanted to start off with the disclaimer that while we promise to be a calmer space to consume the news, that's not to say that bad stuff doesn't happen. And when it does, we're going to be here to tell you about it and acknowledge its seriousness. However, we believe there's a lot more than doom and gloom going on in the world. And we will report on a range of different topics from entertainment to business to politics to art and fashion and much more. Whatever the top stories of the day are, that is what we're excited to tell you about. We're glad you're here. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the News Du Jour. First up, in case you missed yesterday's episode, I just wanted to remind you guys that there will not be an episode of News Du Jour on Monday because I'm taking Sunday off to spend Easter with my family. Um, I typically take off days that the banks are closed just for future reference um, and that affects the next day's episode um, because if I take Sunday off, I won't be recording Monday's episode Sunday night. I hope that makes sense. Um, but yeah, you can expect the next News Du Jour episode to come out on Tuesday. Now, without further ado, let's hop into the news for today. So unfortunately, I do have to report that there was yet another shooting, this time in California. I want to go ahead and issue a trigger warning here. This obviously involves violence. On Wednesday, yet another mass shooting occurred in the United States. This time, it happened in Orange County, California, at a real estate office. The shooter killed four people, including a nine-year-old boy. His mom was also shot while trying to shield him from the gunfire. She survived but is currently recovering in the hospital. The police have claimed that the shooting was likely of a personal nature or a business-related grievance. They believe that everyone involved, though, knew each other. The police officers fired into the courtyard where the shootout was occurring, injured the shooter, and apprehended him. The backpack that he had packed held pepper spray, more ammunition, and handcuffs, suggesting that he may have been looking to apprehend someone himself. Now, we have been dealing with what feels like a ton of mass shootings this past month. The first ones in Atlanta at the massage parlors, then the Boulder, Colorado grocery store, and now this one. It feels that these shooters have like taken a rest during the pandemic and now come back with a vengeance. But in fact, as the New York Times put it, this type of violence, quote, 
never went away during the coronavirus pandemic. It simply went out of view, end quote. You see, during 2019, there were actually 417 shootings where at least four people were killed. But in 2020, there were 600. So that's a lot more. And these types of headlines were simply buried under headlines about the pandemic. As the coronavirus dominated the headlines, the shootings were simply hidden from public view. If we get any more info about this unfolding story, we will be sure to let you guys know. And of course, as always, our hearts go out to all of the victims and their families. We hope that everyone gets the help that they need to get through this tragedy. So for our next story, Alexei Navalny goes on a hunger strike. So Alexei Navalny is that major rebellious leader who opposes Putin in Russia. He's young, He's persuasive and immensely popular among the Russian people. If you remember, Putin actually tried to poison him on an airplane, and Russia as a country is now facing sanctions from the U.S. based on this effort to try to kill him. Well, now they have Navalny jailed basically for no reason, basically because they don't want him around. (laughs) And according to him, while he is sitting in jail, they're neglecting getting him needed medical treatment. He's been voicing this over and over, and now he has decided on a hunger strike until he is allowed to see a doctor of his choosing. Now, this is a risky move, because like we just mentioned, Putin already tried to kill him. They don't want Alexei running around alive. They want him out. So, you know, it is a risky move. That said, like we also just mentioned, the U.S. did put some sanctions into place as a result of that. So hopefully that would make Russia think twice before just like letting him die of hunger in prison. Hunger strikes are a very popular choice for anyone wrongfully jailed. Um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but um, I'm sure some of you do. The suffragettes who were trying to get women the right to vote in the United States actually used um, a hunger strike to make their point and voting rights were ensured not too long after that. So it can be a very effective tool, albeit risky and really difficult. It actually originates in old Ireland um, and people would literally hunger strike on someone's doorstep so that it was very public and embarrassing for that person. And I think the same holds true today. You know, seeing Navalny die in prison of a hunger strike because he couldn't get the medical attention he needed, that would be horrifying for Russia. That would be incredibly embarrassing and just a total black mark on their supposed democracy, quote unquote. So I think it will be important for them to get him that medical treatment to avoid such a scandalous death, um, making them look really bad um, and 
potentially putting more sanctions on their country. But that said, they have a mind of their own. So we're going to have to wait and see what they do with this. And we'll definitely keep you guys posted. And then for our next story, I wanted to tell you guys that virus cases are going up again. We're seeing we had a downward trend for a really long time, and they're not anywhere dangerous the way that they were before, but they're climbing up. And it is something that, you know, we need to take note of because while people are so aggressively getting vaccinated, for numbers to be going up is a really interesting phenomenon. And Almost every single state has announced that pretty much everyone is eligible above the age of 16 to get their vaccine. And the states that haven't made everyone eligible yet have put a date on the calendar for when that will be the case. So, you know, as we approach both Passover and Easter, there will be, you know, more gatherings of people. And as we know, the response in the spike in the virus is delayed. We're not going to see it immediately. Um, And, you know, not everyone at those gatherings will be vaccinated. So not only have we seen a spike in cases, but we're likely to see even more of a spike following these bigger holidays. So just wanted to urge you guys to take precautions, even if you are gathering in a group of all vaccinated people, just wash your hands, you know, to the extent that you can keep your distance. Like, I think it's still a good idea. And definitely when we're out and about wearing masks. But something interesting that I wanted to share with you guys while we are on the topic of coronavirus I wanted to let you guys know, I just, I heard this tidbit and I thought I would share it because I thought it was kind of a cool thing. Um, I found out that Joe Biden actually keeps the exact death toll of the coronavirus pandemic in his breast pocket at all times to remind himself of the burden of this pandemic and to keep it as his top priority. The man literally carries the burden of that death toll of the virus on his heart daily. Regardless of how you feel about him or the Democratic Party, I thought this was just a beautiful thing, and it was very personal and worth sharing. He's not just throwing up his hands and saying, oh, well, some people will die. Some people died. He's carrying that exact number around with him, And as someone who is potentially more at risk, I really appreciate him remembering everyone who died of this virus and literally carrying them with him in his pocket. And that is the news du jour. Can y'all tell that I'm trying not to cry? Oh, I'm such a crier. You guys already know this about me, though. Thank goodness. Anyway, today I wanted to leave you guys with the quote. I like living. I have sometimes been wildly, despairingly, acutely miserable and racked with sorrow. But through it all, I still know quite certainly that just to be alive is a grand thing. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on Apple Podcasts would mean the world to us and really help us be able to keep creating the news du jour for free for you guys. 
You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, sugarfree underscore media on Twitter, and just sugarfreemedia, all one word, on TikTok. You can also subscribe to emails on our blog so that you get an alert every time we have a new post or an announcement, and that's at www.sugarfreemedia.co. Again, that's sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoie and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Catherine Jezik Designs. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh. Oh.